0: everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of PogRx. I am your host, GamerDoc. A little bit of a sleep-deprived GamerDoc, but we're here. We're here and we're doing it, which is ironic because we're talking about sleep with our guest, and we have like the foremost expert in esports sleep psychology right now, but we're going to ignore that and deal with it later. Uh, My sweet dog has been a little bit ill and so she's been really snuggly. Um, And so she decided to sleep in between my partner and I last night and, you know, um, started dreaming and was really involved in her dream and so started running, right? The downside to that is she weighs as much as me and I was on her paw side. So I just get woken up to like, like my body rapidly gyrating from the force of golden doodle paws. Anyways, so we're going to do this. We got this. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about before we go into sleep is a question that I have been getting from a lot of people, a lot of people. And it's been great because people have been reaching out to me on Twitter, uh, through email who have listened to this podcast, which I love. Keep doing it. Please. If you're listening to this podcast and you have any questions or any comments, send me a Twitter DM. Let's talk. We also have a discord server now. So if you want to talk more about this stuff, I'm, I'm all for it. One of the things that people have been reaching out to me about is, okay, I'm good at this game, how do I get signed to a pro team, right? I'm good at this game, how do I get signed to a pro team? Which is a really good question to be asking right now. Because right now, it is easier to become a pro eSports athlete, a pro video gamer, than it ever will be, right? And what I mean by that is, yes, in 10 years, we're going to have It's going to be a better life to be an esports athlete. It's going to be a better life. You're going to get paid more. You're going to have more support services. The lifestyle is going to be better. You're going to be healthier, but it's going to be harder because as we inject more money, more time and more resources into esports, right? More and more people are putting their resources into video gaming and realize that this is a viable career path, which is amazing. It's amazing, but the subset is more people are realizing they can be a pro video gamer as a career and it's not just the people who had the extra time or the people who had that secret sauce of empowerment from their parents and from their lifestyle and their their situation that were able to put this much time and effort in and now it is you know it's there's a cultural shift happening and we are in the middle of it and in 5 years it's going to be much harder to be a pro gamer to get there because the the player Pool is gonna be larger and right now we you know we have these amazing amazing video gamers in the North American scene who are just you know holding us up but there's a lot less amazing video gamers than there will be in five ten years and so how do you go pro now if you want to go pro take the chance take the shot the one of the most important things talking to coaches talking to players talking to organizations is that's great that you're great we love that you're great that's the reason why you get signed to the team how do you stay on the team right because once you get good you have to stay good and being coachable is something that is really overlooked early on in your career but becomes very important later in your career right and what does being coachable even mean so my thought process is if I were to so I had a I had a Halloween party, a small get together and we had pumpkins and we had given people the you know the stuff to decorate pumpkins, but we didn't want people to be drinking and using knives, so it was like paint and glitter and you know wigs and whatever. And I look over and one of my buddies has his keys out and is chiseling into the pumpkin with his keys, which was just hilarious. So he carved a pumpkin. He did. He carved a pumpkin with a set of keys and it was actually a really good pumpkin. It was one of the best pumpkins I've ever seen in my entire life because he's a very talented individual. He got to that end point. If we had started the night and I had given him a perfect set of pumpkin carving tools, he still would have gotten to that end point, but he would have gotten there a lot easier and a lot quicker. When you are very good at something and you got there based on hard work and what you thought was right, it is very hard to realize that there are other ways of doing things because you got to that end point. But once you get good, you have to stay good. And how do you stay good is, is to keep improving because the skill sets and the experience level and the play level is always gonna go up and you have to stay there. And at a certain point, what you've been doing is no longer going to be good enough. And that is true across all aspects of competition, right? The highest level Olympic athletes have gotten to the team based on their individual efforts. But how you stay excellent is a team effort. And what you need to do is realize that there are other tools out there that you may not even know of that can make you better. And that is what being coachable is to me right? Realizing that you need to seek feedback. You need to seek other tools. You need to be asking questions and listening to feedback. And I get that it's hard because in esports right now, we have anyone can call themselves a coach, right? Anyone can call themselves a coach. They might not have experience and their advice might be trash. And you might have been given experience by people who are trash at giving advice and you've been burned. And I get that. I get that. It's okay to be skeptical, right? But yeah, I want you to get in the thought process of if you are in a competition, if you are playing with a teammate, ask them for feedback after. Hey, hey, I know that in this position our communication kind of broke down. Like, what could I have done to be better in that situation? Oh, I, I think we were, you know, on a different page at that point in the game. What do you think I could have done better, right? And even if that player is much worse than you you're gonna get a good piece of information you're gonna get a good piece of information it might not be how you impact your play you might not change your play style but you might realize hey okay if i'm playing something with less experience than me this is what they think i'm gonna do it might not be the right thing to do but this is what i think this is what they think i'm gonna do so when that situation arises in the future i'm going to communicate more hey i'm not gonna go that way i'm gonna go this way hey i'm gonna do this instead of that Seek feedback from people who are better than you, worse than you, at the same level as you, and learn from it. Learn from feedback. Seek feedback, learn from feedback, be coachable. You have to be good, right? You have to be good. And how you got to being good might be different than how you stay good. And that is my talk for this intro. It's time for the POG Rx. name of the show is POG Rx. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna make the play of the game, if you're gonna be the player of the game, what is one thing you can do to get there? So let's see it. All right, clowns time to juggle. Oh, I'm very serious. Juggling works on hand-eye coordination and primes your mind to learn new skills. Find a tennis ball and to start, toss one ball up in the air from hand to hand. Keep your elbows at your side and try and make a smooth arc over your eyes. Once you get bored, add a second ball. With one in each hand, throw the first ball in the same arc as before. This time, when it reaches its peak, let the other one go in a similar trajectory. Once you're ready for three, you're going to start with two balls in one hand and one in the other. Toss one of the paired balls. When it hits the top, throw the solo ball. When that hits its arc, throw the last one. Don't try and move on past this step until you can reliably do this once. You're going to be absolutely trash at this for a while, and this was probably really hard to visualize if you're on audio only. But being bad at something means you're trying new things, making more brain connections and improving. So go learn how to juggle. All right, y'all, hopefully you have already implemented that into your life. I mean, pause the podcast, went and did it. Now you're back, you're energized, you're ready to go. Our guest today is Dr. Daniel Bonner. He is a clinical psychologist who specializes in the psychology of sleep. He is bringing his talents to esports and is a sleep specialist at 1HP. We are a big fan of them at this show. So please welcome Bon to the show. Welcome to the show, Dr. Daniel Bonner, from now on known as Bon. How are you doing this evening for
1: you? Yeah, no, it's nice, it's this evening for me. Yeah, good morning to you as well, Lindsay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask- And
1: um, thanks for having me, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna ask the question that everyone probably asks when, you know, it's super annoying, and that's, how's the future?
3: And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member.
0: you know,
1: you're how's the, the future you're in the future oh, I because i'm oh, God. <laughs> so dumb
0: ah. i don't answer that <laughs> it's so dumb it's
1: so dumb That's, can you actually answer me a question actually? oh yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i now this is just me being maybe i'm not processing this question correctly mm. but when i do talk to people from the u.s they often do refer to australia as being like upside down land right yes yes can you talk me through the logic of that um, oh, like I, I, yeah, talk me through that because is is it not relative? Are you not upside down to, to me? Is, or I don't? Do we need an astrophysicist to explain? Do you remember
0: this to me? Like, back in the day when we thought the the sun revolved around the the you know the Earth instead of uh, the other way around? Well, America still thinks that.
1: Right. You know, the gotcha, rest of the
0: okay. world revolves around us.
1: So. so it's like an egocentric perspective. Yeah, on... yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's not geography. Like, yeah.
1: It's gotcha. Ego. Okay.
0: So, I mean, oh, I'm glad good. we've started that. Thanks for that. answering that.
1: I've been, yeah, no, that's, that <laughs> answers it, that's perfect. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, my first question is, you know, we, we got your fantastic intro, your credentials, you're amazing, everyone, everyone I talk to you loves oh, thanks you. Thanks so much. Uh, so, how do you specifically, as a psychologist, as a sleep psychologist, make video gamers better?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's about trying to improve their sleep, right? Which our research kind of shows, uh, unsurprisingly. I don't think this would surprise anybody, but um, this is what our original, sort of original research was all setting out to kind of do: was actually discover how well do professional esports athletes sleep. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, everyone kind of, I suppose, assume that they sleep pretty poorly. And uh, yeah, I mean, the research is um, yeah backs that up. <laughs> so so. so Typic, typically, like, you yeah, know, based right. on our research, and we are talking averages, right? So, of course, some people do sleep better than others. So, mm-hmm. this is not this is not everybody. Right. But certainly when you're trying to look at the averages, um, you know, esports athletes tend to get very little sleep. Um, so, a lot of them are actually under the kind of, like, recommended seven to nine hours. And there is some research as well to kind of suggest that um, sleep quality isn't fantastic, although the research is a little bit mixed on that point so some suggested uh, it's not great some said it's, it's okay but the other thing as well of course that um, probably one of the most probably one of the most common issues that I come across working with um, professionals is that the sleep timing isn't conducive to optimal performance at their competition time so it's kind of like a three-pronged approach we're trying to improve sleep duration sleep quality if that's relevant and also sleep timing as well that's kind of that's kind of the things I'll focus on the most with players.
0: I want to talk about each of these, but I'm immediately interested yeah, in that true. last one. So sleep yeah. timing isn't conducive to the time of their competition. Now, are you talking about how yeah. esports is global right now and, and for CSGO, they're they're doing the major in Stockholm and players mm. are from yeah, all yeah. over and, and going now practicing at different times? Is that is that what you're talking about, like competition in jet lag or something more general globally?
1: Well, it can be competition in jet lag. Uh-huh. Like I think that's the most kind of like common example that people can understand where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm playing at like the wrong time for my body clock, but, but this, this same phenomenon of playing at the wrong time for your body clock can also play a role for people competing, like, you know, in their actual time zone where they live. Um, so for example, with the team that I work with, like ground zero, um, which is like a Perth based team here in Australia, um, last season in RLCS, we were getting them waking up much earlier because they were playing earlier in the day and we had to actually shift them there because they were waking up very close to competition time Mm -hmm. and then for this season because they're actually playing later in the day we've actually had to move their sleep schedules later Mm -hmm. right to be more conducive with their competition times so so that's something that we're really active about trying to do is about trying to move their sleep schedule to try and get the best timing for their alertness levels because there's a natural rhythm that you know as you're aware In terms of um, like your circadian timing which your body clock dictates. Um, So there are going to be times during the day where you actually perform better than other times and it's about trying to line those times up when they're competing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah so that's that's one of the things that um, one of the most common issues I would say that exists for a lot of players is that the, the timing is just not quite right for competition.
0: So is my level of alertness generally the same as your level of alertness if we we're in the same time zone if our circadian rhythms were saying you know people always talk about morning people night people afternoon yeah, yeah. people so i generally is there a time after awakening that everyone is most alert is there more person discrepancies how do you mold a team based on those things
1: yeah, yeah. so so based on the circadian timer right like we know where, like, so for example, for someone who um, goes to sleep about like eleven pm mm-hmm. and wakes up about seven am, like mm-hmm. that's a pretty average kind of like average, um, like sl- like person. So for for a person like that, they will they will kind of between about seven to about kind of like twelve, they'll be increasing in alertness. So that's a bit of a risky zone. And then about between two to four pm, they'll actually have a dip in alertness, right? So we call it your post lunch dip. So people naturally feel a bit more sleepy at that point in the day. And then after that, about 7 p.m., people have a peak level of alertness where they actually feel quite good. And then after about 7, as melatonin increases, right, and we start to feel sleepy, alertness levels kind of like start to crash. And that's typically obviously when our bodies feel ready to start to go to sleep. So so that's the rhythm for a person with that kind of Sleep timing, right? Where they where they go to sleep at eleven and wake up at seven. But of course, you just shift the whole thing earlier or later if someone's going to sleep earlier or later. Yeah.
0: So I wake up in the morning, I've been in darkness, my melatonin levels are are high and I wake up and I get exposed to sunlight. My melatonin levels go down. Um, my alertness starts to increase. I eat lunch, I get a big insulin spike makes me sleepy my evolution tells me it's time to go rest and digest because you can't fight monsters right now and then that wears off and then so when in that time yeah. period am i going to be best at 7 p.m or at that noon
1: time yeah yeah about 7 p.m that's your peak oh, level, wow. level. 7 p.m yeah yeah um but then uh pretty soon after that, though you start to actually come down again right so mm-hmm. So, typically, like, you know, I try and get players to get between, like, that 12 to 7. That's where you kind of want to match it up with competition timing. Because if you try and match up that 7 p.m. time with, like, the first game, but then you have to play, like, three or four games, well, then you're going to be actually coming off that peak crashing a bit. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, sometimes it can be difficult in terms of trying to get the correct timing. But if yeah. you know if you know where your peaks and your troughs are, you can take action, right? Like that's the whole point. Is that when you know where your sleep rhythm is, you can actually take action to mm-hmm. mitigate the risk of any kind of like dips and alertness. So for example, with like with that post lunch dip, um, you know, like you know, if you know when that is mm-hmm. let's say let's say it's at two o'clock for someone, you know, you can take, for example, like caffeine 30 minutes prior to that, knowing that you're about to go into your dip so that you can mitigate the risk in like, you know, Ollie the gap, so to speak, mm-hmm. <laughs> between between the peaks. The, the only way, like on that point, right, of trying to know where your peaks and troughs in alertness are, mm-hmm. you really do need to have like a pretty consistent sleep schedule. Yeah, Because if you have a sleep schedule that kind of like is quite variable, well then it can be it can be more difficult to kind of actually tell where your peaks and troughs are. Mm-hmm. So it is really helpful to have a super consistent sleep schedule. so this is this is probably one of the other common problems I come across with people is that players typically like have quite a variable kind of like sleep time and then they tend to have like quite a variable wake time and you just want to be consistent. Mm-hmm. So sleep sleep loves consistency. I love that.
0: So, I mean, if I'm practicing during, the, I'm more, I listen to this podcast, I'm saying, okay, I'm going to be more precise with my sleep time, more consistent with my sleep time. I'm going to go to bed at 11. I'm going to wake up at seven and get eight hours of sleep. Oh my God, imagine that. And But then I mess up a couple times and I stay up kind of late. So it's Saturday and I don't have practice. So I should sleep in and get more and more and more sleep because
1: more sleep is better, right? It, it, this is It's a real balancing act, right? So this is a difficult question that you're asking, right? So typically I would say it's probably more important if we're just talking about like scrims, mm-hmm. I would say it's more important to keep your sleep timing where it is and kind of take the hit for like the acute sleep loss um, and then get it later, um, which you will recover from, right? So, for example, I wouldn't recommend sleeping in too late on a Saturday if you've lost a bit of sleep on a Thursday and a Friday. I'd say, you know, probably keep your, um, you know, your wake-up time pretty consistent. You might sleep in a little bit, but you just want to reduce the variability between, you know, your normal wake-up time and that wake-up time. Um, Like, so you want to keep it, you know, relatively close and then just accepting the fact that, you know, on the Saturday, yeah, you're probably going to feel, you know, pretty sleepy. But you know, the the benefit being that you don't mess with your sleep timing mm-hmm. too much. Yeah. Um, so I would say the benefit is keeping your sleep timing kind of where it is.
0: It, it, when I sleep in on the weekends, and, and you know, 10 years ago, I could sleep until one or two, and now sleeping in is like nine. But when I sleep in on the weekends, it's so much harder <laughs> for me to go to bed that night. And so then it's like, it keeps exactly. just pushing yeah. back the, the issue. So this is great. Yeah. I want to talk about something. So I was reading all your research, obviously, sure. and you, you put out a study in January of 2021 looked at South Korean, Australian, and U.S. pro eSports athletes. Um, Yeah. So Korean players trained longer than everyone else per day, 12 hours versus five hours of Australian and six hours of of U.S., which just makes so much sense to me. Um, But the Korean players had higher depression scores. Can can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, like it's it's speculation, right? Mm-hmm. Because we we didn't have, I suppose, enough data to really dig down into what the relationship was there. So we we kind of hypothesized. Right. I mean, they weren't getting very much sleep. So so one of the potential kind of contributing factors to those depressive symptoms was the fact that you know they were um, incurring a lot of sleep loss, um, which we know can impact mood. So that that's one mechanism potentially. Um, however they also were training 12 to 13 hours a day (laughs) and i mean you know like if you look at the general kind of like you know working literature when people are overworked typically it does degrade their emotional state as well so or erode their emotional state so that could be a contributing factor as well not to mention there is some other research out that kind of showed it was a pretty small sample so you know there needs to be more research but the the korean players in particular um were under immense pressure to perform um, you know it's a it's a, yeah it's a like a a lot of pressure in terms of from not just in terms of performance but also from fans you know they get a lot of feedback from fans in Korea mm-hmm. um, I was talking about this with someone else today actually it's funny but yeah so so there is just a lot of pressure and I think you know if you kind of to look at all of that stuff together and you put it together you know that might contribute towards some of those higher kind of scores on the on depression scale that we used yeah.
0: It's kind of, you know, in, in science, you know, as you know, Mrs. we talk about correlation versus causation. Like, mm, is something just yes. associated with it because those set of behaviors go together or is it co- directly causing it? and But for sleep, we do know that if you're sleep deprived, it is harder to regulate your emotions, right? It is harder to um, manage stress, right? So we have all these good benefits of sleep, but like- then on the... On the other side, it's like, if you are being forced to train 12 hours a day, what else is going on in your life, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, no, you make a really good point, right? So, you know, often when people think about the impact of sleep, they think about the direct impact on like, you know, cognitive or physical performance. Mm -hmm. Uh, But as you just pointed out, there is an effect on mood as well. And that includes, as you said, kind of like emotional regulation. So, you know, like I would love to see some research done out there looking at the link between... like, you know, uh, the sleep of players and tilting, for example, like, is there a bigger relationship between tilting and sleep loss? Yeah. Um, And I mean, who knows? Maybe there's not, maybe there is, but um, it would be an interesting question to kind of look into, I think. Yeah.
0: I think, so for me, it's like, I have a tilt personality and Ah, for me, it's like, okay, yes, my incidence of tilting might go up if I am sleep deprived, but I feel like you have to have the tilt personality to begin with. So you have to find
1: the tilters right you've got yeah 100 percent. so you might be like you know predisposed personality (laughs) and as you said like you know maybe sleep loss might amplify that tendency or inclination to kind of tilt
0: (laughs) so i love what you're talking about with the impact of sleep on emotional regulation because i feel like there's a push in esports and gaming right now where there's lots of performance coaches right and and there's lots of people That's who want right. to folk on focus on these finite things like mindset like goal setting like teamwork which i think is fantastic right we need yeah, those skilled so well. individuals yeah yeah but the 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 thing i've been thinking about is okay well what are you doing about sleep and those players don't have a a sleep plan, plan. and it's like if you are going to take this amazing beautiful frosting buttercream frosting of mindset coaching and put it on this beautiful cake if your milk is spoiled, that's in the batter, mm-hmm. it doesn't, your yeah. cake's gonna taste like shit, right? So we you have to focus on sleep because sleep sets you up for success in all of
1: these other areas, right? Oh. But, oh, totally, yeah. So there's um, like like sleep is foundational, right? Um, and it goes along as well, you know, with um of course like diet and sort of fitness and exercise. Like, I mean, they are exceptionally foundational. There was a, um, not that this is like particularly relevant, but there was a study out, I think it was September last year, I think, and it was a, a meta review um, of, and I think the title was like lifestyle psychiatry or something like that. And it was just kind of looking um, and it was obviously like a review of meta analyses, right? So it was like, you know, higher order. And, um, and what it kind of found was that, you know, like sleep, exercise and diet are just critical in terms of like mental health support. And um, I think exercise they labelled as like step zero um in mental health treatment before psychology before medication like exercise mm-hmm. literally the first thing anybody should do and sleep was you know was equally as, as foundational as exercise so I, I totally agree you need to kind of get that substrate mm-hmm. you know right and then you can build on top of that with you know all the other stuff that um that goes along with working with like you know performance psychologists or consultants or whatever it might be yeah um so yeah i, I totally agree i
0: think it's it's always whenever we talk about you know, the impact of diet, exercising, nutrition on or sleep, exercising, nutrition on mental health disorders. It's a double edged mm. sword. Right. Because people immediately yeah. will be like, well, you can't exercise away depression. And it's like, no, no, you're right. No one said right. that. Yeah, yeah. Like if yeah, you wake yeah, yeah. up with the flu, you can go out and party until four in the morning and, you know, not drink any water and eat McDonald's. And you're going to feel like even worse. You still have the flu. Right. But or yeah. you can get your rest eat a lot of vitamin c and you know do a little bit light exercise you still have the flu but you're going to feel better right like so i i like whenever we talk about stuff
1: like that it's just so polarizing yeah yeah no absolutely i think it's one of those things right when you talk about like foundational factors like sleep and exercise and and diet for example you know like intuitively pretty much everyone knows that they're important right right? (laughs) like no one's like oh that's news to me (laughs) but at the same time, there are so many people out there not doing it, mm-hmm. um, or not focusing on it, or not giving it the, like, the prioritising it as they probably should be. So, so despite the fact that people have the knowledge, obviously, knowledge doesn't always equal behavioural change, and right. I think that's the that's the difficult bit, right? Is like how do you translate knowledge into behavioural change? And just telling people isn't actually enough. Um, you actually need to be able to motivate them to and and give them or try and help them develop confidence to make those changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's the really tricky bit for any professional working in or in any, space, right? any space, or any behavioral change, doesn't matter what it is, if it's medicine or psychology or dietetics, it doesn't matter. Right. Um, it's, it's all about trying to, that's the, that's the magic ingredient, I think, it's like knowledge, behavioral change, like bridging that gap.
0: And I feel like, yeah, just for like literally every existing <laughs> human, they know yeah. better <laughs> most of the time. Uh, they know better.
1: Yeah. Pretty, pretty much, it's, yeah.
0: So my very <laughs> last question, of the show yeah. is uh so the, the name of the show is pogrx right you're gonna are gonna write a prescription to get the play of the game ha <laughs> uh so you are a doctor but this is not medical advice if you were to write a prescription for one thing only one thing that people can do to get better at video gaming what are you gonna write on that prescription
1: Sleep wise? Are we talking sleep wise?
0: Anything. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously get more sleep is good, but, but what, like, what is the one thing they can do to do that?
1: Okay. So can I give you two answers to that question? Uh, (laughs) Can I give you, can I give you a sleep one and a general one?
0: All right. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. it.
1: Okay. Excellent. Great. So from a sleep perspective, I'd say if keep a consistent wake up time with exposure to sunlight very soon after waking up, that's, so that acts like an anchor for the rest of your sleep pattern and helps very much with everything else. From a general perspective, I'm I'm a huge proponent and advocate for developing the right culture within a team. So, in my opinion, if you have the right culture within a team um, between players and they all buy into it, uh, you can achieve almost anything. So, so that's something I think every team should focus on.
0: Yes. 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 Yes, I completely agree with you on both of those. I mean, I, I I know more about the second one. You're the expert on the first one. I completely agree with you. <laughs> um, well, this has been absolutely fantastic. So your Twitter handle has yeah. been below you this whole time, but oh, cool. where else can people find you? Where you want people? What do you want people to do? What's your call to action?
1: Oh goodness. Uh, I think I've only got Twitter, Lindsay. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else. That's, if you want to reach out to me, hit me up on Twitter and, and that's fine. <laughs> Perfect. That's my call to action. Just Twitter's yeah, Twitter's probably the best way to get in contact with me. Love it. Well,
0: thank you so much for joining us. This has been amazing to learn from you. I learned a lot Yeah, no worries. and we hopefully will have you back on the show soon.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, y'all. Bon wants you to focus on your sleep, focus on your sleep, be consistent, get some sunlight in the morning. It's so easy. If it's so easy, why doesn't everybody do it? Well, everyone doesn't want to be a pro esports player, right? If you want success, right, if you want to be in the top 1% of whatever skill level of what you're trying to do, you have to work like it. You have to act like it. You do. You just got to try a little bit harder. Work a little harder. That's our show. Pleasure. I'm going to go take a nap. Just kidding. My alertness is improving. I got to go get some sunlight. I'm going to go get some sunlight. Let's go get some sunlight. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I am your host, GamerDoc. Give me a follow on Twitter if you want. Like this podcast if you want. Follow us if you want. World's your oyster. Have a happy and a healthy week. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this show. For more information, follow gamerdoc on Twitter at gamerdoc underscore. And please remember, nothing in this video is medical advice. Yes, I am a doctor, and yes, you may need help. But this is the internet, and this is for entertainment informational purposes only. Thank you and have a very nice day.